Today's gospel uh, from St. Luke is very odd. It's very odd because Jesus tells a story, right, where he compares himself, well, sorry, he compares God, who is also him, but he compares God the Father, or praying to God, uh, compares it to speaking to, or a widow complaining to, an unjust judge who has neither fear of God nor fear of man. It's the strangest comparison. Normally, like if you're going to compare you know, your father to someone, you'll pick someone good. Uh, and this, so it's, it's a very odd thing for the Lord to say. But again, if the, if the Lord cho- cho- chooses to use this analogy, there's always a reason. Like it's, it's not random. There's a reason behind it. So what is that reason? The Lord wants to teach us persistence and to teach us steadfastness in prayer. So that means that at times we will pray for something and we will not get it immediately. That's probably everybody's experience at some point. Thankfully, some prayers are answered very quickly. Uh, some prayers may take years and others may take decades. It, it just it, it depends on, on what the, the, the thing is. And also, it very rarely depends on the Lord choosing to intervene. It much more likely depends on the person whose heart needs to be changed deciding to collaborate with grace right so so say there's a there's a, a, a situation of disunity in a family and you're praying for that for years it, it may look like the lord is doing nothing but because the situation isn't changing so we might say well lord i mean when will you hear me I, i'm crying out to you and you're doing apparently nothing whereas he may well be working on a person's heart it's just that person has to eventually decide yes i will forgive yes i will give back to whatever person in the family has been defrauded or hasn't been treated justly, you know, he's working on their heart. And that can be a very slow process, not because God is slow to act, because we're slow to listen, we're slow to behave according to his will. But very often God gets the blame. So I think the Lord even takes this, uh, he, he as such recognizes this, that it may look like that, 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 that the Lord, that God is slow to answer. I was thinking of the story of King David. King David was anointed king when he was 15. So Samuel anointed him when he was 15. Now, he was anointed king but didn't become king, as in he didn't sit on the throne for quite some time afterwards. So he's anointed king. And what happened after his anointing? So he's 15 years of age. What does he do afterwards? He goes back shepherding doing his job, doing what he was, what, what he was, what, he, what his family needed him to do, took care of sheep. Okay, and on occasion he'd bring in his little lute and play for King Saul in the, the royal court. And that was, he did that for what, one year, two years, three years, how long? And you can imagine him humming away to himself, oh, I just can't wait to be king. Um, but he, he, may, he may well have done so, we don't know. But, um, but it was, after five years, he still wasn't king. But again, in all this preparation time, it's not, it's not that nothing is happening. It's that preparation is in course. Preparation is happening. He's now being prepared to become king. So then he takes on, in Goliath, we're not really sure what age, about 15 to 19, we're not really sure, not really sure how, how old he was. Uh, and takes him down, then Saul's jealousy increases, and so on. He has to flee. 
uh, because Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his tens of thousands and Saul's jealousy uh, caused him to want to actually kill David who had been anointed king okay so you'd imagine from David's, David's perspective looking at this situation he'd say well look, I mean, I'm, I'm anointed king why can't I just be king why can't I just start do you know I mean I've already got the, the vocation if you will I've already got the, the, the title at least given to me by, by, by God now it just has to be recognised by the people um, what are we waiting for as he says going back minding sheep again but later after becoming king 15 years later he recognises that even though it looked like a long time the Lord was forming him when he goes on to take on Goliath right he explains for example that uh, he says you know okay again we have this idea of shepherds as um, six-year-olds who wear tea towels on their head and walk over with a fuzzy little sheep going, I find my sheep. Because that, that's what we see every, every year, the Christmas pageants, you know what I mean? Uh, so that's what we think shepherds were. Where shepherds actually had to take on uh, any possible thieves, any possible uh, wolves, bears, whatever wild animal could be out there and literally stand between the, the predator and the prey and defend his, the sheep with his life. So he explains before he takes on Goliath that on occasion he has had to fight with these animals and strike them. And how did he, how, how did he describe it again? He had to break the I will strike them and I will break the jaw of the lion kind of thing. So his years of shepherding are training him to fight, training him to be steadfast, giving him lots of time to pray. The waiting wasn't wasted. The waiting was formation. The waiting was preparation. The waiting was a school. And very often in our prayer lives, that's what's happening. When we, when we pray for something and we don't get it, we, we learn an awful lot by having to wait. And it's, it can be tough going, especially like if you're praying for someone who's sick. Do you know, I mean, you're praying for someone who has cancer, and like there is a time limit on this prayer, because if nothing happens soon, then this person could well die. So you're not being impatient, it's just the situation is what it is. If we don't get an answer soon, we may be without this person. So you know, our, 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 our prayer then, our, our intensity might, might very much increase when we see the urgency of the need. And so what do we do? Well, we pray, we pray, we, we, we entrust this to the Lord and say, Lord, I, we would love this person to be healed, but not my will but yours be done. And I'll pray and I'll have Novena said, and not only I'll like, give money to have Mass, I said, whatever, I will kneel down and I will ask my Father for this favour. I will pray for this person. I'll take it upon myself to pray for them. If the Lord chooses to, to, to take them, well, again, then is my prayer wasted? Absolutely not. I really hope that for all eternity that person is now blissfully happy and lacks nothing in heaven. In the meantime, I've learned to pray. I've learned to have faith. I've learned to turn to my Father and my need. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted with faith. Seen through the eyes of faith, nothing is wasted. So in our struggles, our struggle is our school. You know, our, our, our waiting for the answer is teaching us perseverance. It's teaching us faith. It's teaching us to deepen our prayer life. It's teaching us to trust. It's not the opposite. I mean, I've, I've said this a million times, like, but 
if you see kids who get everything they want immediately when they want it, are they the happiest children you know? Are they the most grateful children you know? Generally speaking, they're the children you want to smack the most. <laughs> right? Because they're so... Not that I ever would. I'm a priest. I'm a, uh, no. Uh, but like, they're, they're the children that... They're, when spoiled kids are so obnoxious. It's, and it's, just, it's so sad. It's so sad to see, Mommy, 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 give me now! And Mommy goes, of course, honey, of course. And gives... No, no, no. Say no. Just to spite him, actually. Even if you have it in your handbag. Just say no. The kid needs to hear no. Right? <laughs> Sorry, maybe that's good. I became a priest. But like kids, when they get everything they want immediately, they're awful. They're spoiled little brats, is what they are, who have no appreciation of the fact that mom or dad are giving them everything they want. They have no appreciation. In fact, you know, like if, if you have to work hard for something, you appreciate it an awful lot more. Easy come, easy go. Do you know what I mean? I, I even some. Young people who, who may have passed through here and like they may have an Adidas tracksuit, you know, because they're really classy. And, um, and uh, you know, the day when we were going to work and we're painting or something, and I'd say, do you want to put on some work clothes? You know, because you know, you're, you're going to get paint on your trousers. That means you're going, you know, they'll have, it's, it's very hard to get out. They'll turn into work pants or you have to dump them. Uh, go, ah, no, your mom will buy me a new one. So you've got a, a tracksuit worth 70 quid. That you could just put on a simple pair of jeans and go, you know, a pair of work pants. Do you know, ah, sure, someone else, someone will buy them. Mom will buy me a new pair of runners or whatever it is. Like, no appreciation at all. And this can happen with God. This can happen with us and God. When we, if we got everything we wanted immediately, we'd never have to practice perseverance. We'd never have to practice patience. And I think it, we'd actually grow not to appreciate the giver of all gifts, but to just presume in the giver of all gifts. And basically see him as our slave. And that, that, that's not the way this, should ever, this dynamic should ever be. He's God. He's your father. He's a good father. And if he delays in answering, he's teaching. If he delays in answering, he's teaching you. If he delays in answering, he's forming you. If he delays in answering, you're being given an opportunity to grow in some virtue. Seen through the eyes of faith, nothing is wasted. Now will God not see justice done to his chosen who cry out to him day and night even when he delays to help them? I promise you, I promise you, this is the words of Jesus now, I promise you, he will see justice done to them and done speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find any faith on the earth? In those moments of Apparent silence from the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight, but we keep walking. We keep trusting. We keep praying. We keep raising up the people we're praying for. We keep raising up the situations that we're praying for. Because seen through the eyes of faith, nothing is wasted. Amen.